Hello everyone and welcome to the latest instalment of this Roads to 9-11 series with Adam Fitzgerald. Today we're following on from the Afghan-Soviet war and looking at Pakistan's continued use of Islamic radicals to influence the various stands that came about in Central Asia after the break of the Soviet Union. Adam will focus in particularly on Azerbaijan as it's an example of where Pakistani, British and US interests coincided in the use of extremist Islamists to facilitate a desired outcome in the political landscape of that country. He starts by addressing Afghanistan itself and Pakistan's support for the Taliban in the post-war period. Well, after the Soviet war, um, Pakistan would uh, try and work on having a formidable relationship with the, the past and future of uh, southern and uh, eastern Afghanistan and um, would have an asset in the struggle for post-NATO Afghanistan. But meanwhile, Pakistan will have a um, almost a seemingly moderate relationship with uh, the Taliban under Mullah Omar now. Um, and the south of the country was in his grasp. Uh, they were fighting uh, the Northern Alliance, which was backed by um, uh, Ahmed Shah Massoud, whose nickname was the Lion of Panjir. Um, but, how, but over the last 10 years of, of uh, the independence, the, the political divisions between um, uh, the, the, among the, like the Central Asian states hardened. Um, without Moscow to play like a role of arbiter, um, the borders would uh, become like illogical, uh, contested boundaries, uh, et fracturing, um, warring ethnic groups, um, rupturing uh, trade and communication. Okay. Is this just to save the audience, this is because the Soviet Union has broken up into, I think, right, 18 right. republics now. So you've got the, all the stands have emerged across Central right. right. What, what, what's that? Yeah. Without, without the Soviet Union trying to moderate the issues now, uh, what we're seeing is just almost as like this immediate uh, rush for like control of the regions itself. And Pakistan itself was trying to influence um, where that direction goes. Um, for example, like uh, Prime Minister Benzia Bhutto um, ordered like the Pakistan military to begin training hundreds and hundreds of Islamic militants in Afghanistan. Um, I think the, I think what was happening was the underlying purpose was to um, use, I guess, the Islamist revolution in, in like Central Asia and uh, reduce uh, Russian influence or, or Russian uh, power altogether in the region. And because even at that point when Russia was uh, still recovering from their defeat, they were still a threat to these, um, uh, Arab nations. I mean, Pakistan is no uh, weak link. I mean, they, but they still feared uh, the influence of uh, Russian nationalism itself. Um, but um, but Pakistan itself would. I mean, they would feel the effects of illicit trading. Um, and it started with Gulbuddin Akhtar's Hezbollah um, Islamiyah trading weapons for cash, sometimes heroin, in order to, to back now the Taliban against the Northern Alliance, which he wouldn't do in the beginning, but he noticed the, the power structure of the Taliban. He knew that they were going to win, which was the only reason why he backed Mullah Omar itself. Now, um, Ahmed Shah Massoud uh, would plead with like the world officials around uh, during um, um, uh, his, his um, uh, trip to Spain. Um, and he, would, he, was support, he was asking for help um, but they were supporting the, the Taliban and the Yusmans in Tajikistan since it was a key strategic area, twofold. 
um, against the, the recently de defeated Soviet Union, Northern Lights. Now, Tajikistan, um, by the way, was part of the Soviet Union, but now was under a civil war between the Tajik communists and the rising Islamic sector. I mm -hmm. think that was obvious. And he was threatening the communists in the Soviet South with its borders. Now, Gubadin Hekmatar, uh, Islamic Mujahideen, would be supporting uh, the Tajik Muslims, but they were defeated in the war. And, but it wasn't a total loss because another danger afforded to the Pakistanis uh, regarding um, supporting the Islamists regarding Uzbekistan was the drug routes. That was so important because the drug routes actually funded the black operations of the CIA and, of course, um, the influence of Gulbuddin Hekmatar's uh, Hezlub Islamiyah, the political party itself. Uh, but Uzbekistan, very much like uh, Tajikistan, was its routes through the countries like Afghanistan. Uh, the Soviets um, oftentimes had to use their broken military to fend off the smugglers, which were coming from uh, many avenues, including Hekmatar's Hizlub uh, Islamiyah, uh, the Haqqani network, which was a, um, uh, an Afghan uh, uh, guerrilla insurgent group uh, founded by um, Balavi uh, Jalahuddin and his son, uh, Sirahujin, um, they were an offshoot of the Taliban. And Pakistan was one of the first countries, uh, by the way, to recognize the independence of Uzbekistan and immediately became involved in the construction of their country because they saw that by using the influence of, of Pakistan's ISI and the politics to ward off any type of influence uh, the Soviet Union had. And um, uh, I mean, uh, the, 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 the most important was the, the funding of Islamic charities, which would be in turn set up illicit funding for the religious sector, who in turn fought against the socialist parties. And by the way, that's why when Pakistan opened up the madrasas, um, which led to this new religious defense of jihad, they started doing it to, in countries such as Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, which in turn would turn away any influence the Soviet Union would have. Okay, so it was semi-successful in that we didn't end up with Islamic theocracies in these countries. I don't know if that was the ultimate goal, but um, at the same time, it diminished Soviet influence. Right, I think that was the point. I think that they knew that the countries themselves wouldn't have any type of uh, uh, nationalist caliphate, if you will, Islamic caliphate starting in those countries. Um, what they were used for, and conveniently so, was uh, to fight off any type of uh, Soviet military that was left, anyway, um, to influence in those regions. Because still, the Soviet Union was still a power. But they, I mean, but they were, um, uh, they were, of course, um, not the global power because they spent so much regarding uh, Afghanistan that these countries that were once part of the Soviet Union were now just uh, uh, independent states of their own. But with Pakistan, what's important is that they didn't want to become uh, a part of Soviet Union ever again. So that's why when you have these Islamic uh, madrasas and mosques that were being built in countries like uh, Azerbaijan, Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, it was in the hopes of having, um, um, having a sway over the Soviet uh, Union's uh, uh, political regime, and it worked to the point. But uh, it was a loss for most of these militants. They, they suffered a great casualty, but almost to the point where they won't be a threat. Also, back to Pakistan and back right. to the, um, the intelligence apparatus of the United States and, of course, to the uh, other Arab countries itself. 
So was the, what was the, if any, what was the Western role in this of Britain and the United States? I know Britain was busy opening embassies in the, uh, the new countries in Central Asia and looking to get deals for British, British Petroleum and so on. Did they continue a policy of supporting Pakistan in supporting Mujahideen as they had done in Afghanistan? Well, I mean, we, we would have to start with the, um, the Nagorno-Karabakh uh, war. Um, this was a was basically an ethnic war between um, ethnic Armenians and backed by the Republic of Armenia and the Republic of Azerbaijan. Mm-hmm. Now, Armenia and Azerbaijan were both, again, part of the Soviet Republic, but we're fighting for independence uh, following the fall of the um, Soviet Union. Now, ethnic clashes between the two um, broke out shortly after the parliament, which was the Nagorno-Karabakh Autonomous Oblast, I'm open, I'm saying now, I'm going to say the NKAO in short, um, in Azerbaijan, voted to unify the region with Armenia. Now, the UK had uh, begun official, official political relations with Azerbaijan in 92, but they had longstanding relations uh, starting back in, say, the 19th century. Um, a cultural agreement between the two countries began in 94 when they finalized uh, Azerbaijan's presidency under Haidar Aliyev, I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, Azerbaijan was, however, rife with Salafist extremism, despite the ideological vacuum and the renowned interest in Islam, with the dissolution, of course, with, uh, of course, with the Soviet Union. Now, citizens of Azerbaijan, under the rule of Aliyev, supported um, uh, nationalism over political Islam. The, the United States' own intelligence agency, however, saw fit to use uh, the subdued Islamic sector to undermine the rising forces of Armenia with the backing of the United, uh, United Kingdom, of course. Um, ethnic strife began to take a toll on, on both um, countries' populations, forcing most of the Armenians in Azerbaijan to flee to Armenia and most of the Azerbaijans in Armenia to uh, Azerbaijan. Well, the human course, by the way, began to rise exponentially. Um, with Russia backing Armenia, of course, the US, UK, Western coalition forces backed the country of Azerbaijan and um, Haider Aliyev. And Aliyev, by the way, was the president of Azerbaijan between 93 and 2003. But there were two coups involving uh, Aliyev, the first involved the forced overthrow of uh, Abu Fayyaz Akabey. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm saying his name incorrectly. He was the second uh, president of Azerbaijan. From the years preceding uh, 1993, Britain would begin opening embassies in Central Asia. And they were there only to promote British interests in the region. And Aliyev, who at this time was a part of the Soviet Puttaborough member and closely aligned with members of the British Parliament, but Achebayev was under fi- uh, under fire, however, because he won constituents. His constituents, citizenry, were under uh, suffering under economic du- duress, and the British knew this. And the, the country came under fire, and a rebellion had commenced under the distress. I mean, it was obvious. Um, however, Aliyev had the backing of the British interests abroad and became the third president, as Achebayev was forced to flee, as the the parliament was raided. There were reports that. Uh, the UK and the US came out later that oil magnates such as BP were behind the coup. 
but they were basically quiet about it. And mm -hmm. the placement of future pipelines and the quest for the Caspian Sea interest, which was the main underlying uh, goal uh, for the overthrow of these nationalist governments, right, was to gain the untapped uh, oil reserves in the Caspian Sea. And BP was behind the effort. And reports later showed that this was true. Even though that there was evidence to support that the United States and the UK were behind the coup, um, British political and oil interests for the time being um, were, were disregarding even the reports, even to this day. And reports came out later. They were still denying the reports ever um, were ever true. But, I mean, it was obvious that uh, you had numerous um, interests, especially when it comes to the fossil fuel industry, and to overthrow these nationalist governments, which were, which, which by the way, wouldn't have never allowed um, uh, the, uh, the complete domination of their countries. And that's why when they got rid of uh, um, uh, Echeberry and, and the countries itself, because he actually, he actually um, uh, affiliated with himself with the Islamic ideal. He was very moderate, but um, the people had enough. And because the oil magnates, such as BP, um, were uh, they had enough because the, the country was funding not for the people itself but for these oil pipelines to run through and Aliyev knew this and he didn't care but that was about it for Azerbaijan itself and that was the reason look that was the reason why I mean the Soviet Union knew this I mean and they knew it a long time coming I mean um, uh, the, the political hierarchy of, of Russia knew this and that's why when um, Zygmunt Brzezinski wrote the uh, the Grand Chessboard. He knew, and he saw it ten to fifteen years online. He knew that these these regions within uh, that was under the power of Soviet, be, be Azerbaijan, Tajikistan, and all those countries under the Soviet Union, where they were fighting for independence. That he said that the United States had to get involved behind the overthrow of these um, uh, Soviet regimes that were still holding on, mm -hmm. but and, and to to fund these nationalist governments headed by Aliyev and to, to support them in the overthrow of the Soviet uh, Union. And it worked. It worked, especially for Azerbaijan. And it worked with Tajikistan and Uzbekistan. Uh, but as you can see now, I mean, in the long run, um, that, uh, you know, we had the, the growth of Islamic militancy, but, you know, uh, Zbigniew Brzezinski, I mean, we spoke about this before, um, when he spoke to a reporter, he said, what was uh, more important, the overthrow of the Soviet regime were some hopped-up uh, Mujahideen fighters. But um, the long-standing fight now rests on the, the, the defeat, uh, the total defeat, which is impossible, by the way, I think, of uh, the defeat of uh, the Salapist organizations. It will take decades to get rid of them all, even if it's possible, which I don't think so. Because of the irony of this all is because of the United States still long-standing ties with Saudi Arabia and Pakistan, who in turn takes the United States funding, use their military and their funding armaments, and uh, support these madrasas and these uh, Sunni-backed Salafist gangs and organizations that we're, on the other hand, fighting against. I mean, this, that's why this war on terror is, is just impossible. It's just an impossible war to win. Thank you for listening, everyone. Next time, we'll be looking at the disintegration of Yugoslavia and Western powers' continuation of support for Islamic extremists within that conflict.